Let's say that you are shopping for DAW, or you are a person who writes a lot of music. Maybe you play a lot of guitar, play a lot of piano, and you're thinking, maybe I want to I wanna record some stuff someday. Maybe this is you. In Blake's case, he's getting a new computer and maybe switching DAWs. So today we're going to talk mainly the difference between Logic and Ableton, talk about the two most popular DAWs in the market right now, and hopefully help you find yet another tool in the tune shed hey everybody welcome to the tune shed the workshop for everything music from history theory creative process production you name it we're here to become better music listeners better creators and better music lovers i'm your host mick blurry and i'm here with my dear childhood friend and professional musician marty gray what's up marty i for those of you with a perceptive eye you might see these are gone because i'm moving soon i'm moving in a week yeah, I'm moving like just to the next town over. Moving to oh. the next town over. Wow, time to time to jump ship. And by the way, for all yeah. those who don't know what we're talking about, uh, check us out. We got video going, and you can check out Marty's walls where there used to be uh, stringed instruments. Yeah, there used <laughs> to be, I think, a ukulele right there and a little banjo thing right there. But now they're now they're packed up. They're packed up packed and they're up. gone. They're going away. Wow. Um, so new scene, uh, new scenery soon, which will be great. I'm really excited to get into the new studio space. It's slightly bigger. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Super good. Um, but Hey, waste no time. Blake, you're getting a new computer. Well, I'm thinking about getting a new computer. Yes, I am. Okay. The computer is, uh, 13 years old. That's really that's way too old. <laughs> it's still kicking because I got a tech savvy brother who like put some fancy new parts in it at one point and that kind of revived it. Um mm. but uh the software issue there's a software issue. There's no I can't get yeah. the next OS, so I'm stuck. Oh, that sucks. And because sort of, of their... that Yeah, and because of that I'm thinking of, you know, switching from Logic to Ableton, the big switch. Um but yeah. Well, so for those of you out there who may be new to listening to us, our old listeners know I'm an Ableton guy. I've used Ableton um, for most of my musical career. I started off on FL Studio back in like early high school. And I think you did too. Didn't Uh you? You were FL? I think all of us were FL Our good friend Andy, who invented the term pattern shock, which is the (laughs) feeling you get when you make too many loops in FL Studios and like you just see all these patterns of on and off loops. And after you do that for eight (laughs) hours straight, you go away like, whoa, pattern shock. Can't think straight. Good Dude, good times. All three of us were using FL. I know. That's so fun. I think think FL is still um, very much like very much on the market and it's it's sort of i don't know if i should say little brother it sort of like has a little brother vibe yeah Um, but a bunch of serious producers use fl studio it's definitely like not one of the big ones uh but it's still it's still out there for sure yeah you know what's interesting to me about daws in general so like you know this is your digital audio workspace this is the place where you're putting things together in a digital way um FL Studios, at least how I used it in a very elementary way in high school, it was sort of loop focused. So you'd you'd make these little drum patterns, you know, you'd fill in the little dots on the eighth notes or the sixteenth notes, make a little drum pattern, and then you'd put that in, and it was a visual timeline that showed pretty much just loops. Um, whereas 
Logic to me has more of the the timeline flow where you can see audio files, you can see loops. There's different ways to do things now. And now all of them are kind of like, you can do the loop view, you can do the timeline view. And the reason I'm ranting about this is because I think it really impacts the creative flow. Like if you're thinking about your song as left to right timeline, that's one thing. If you're thinking about your song as a bunch of loops that are turning on and off in a grid or something, that's another thing. And it'll influence how you make decisions, right? Yeah, well, that's 100%. Yeah, and I think you said something super important there, which is, yeah, every DAW does everything now. It just does it slightly different, you know, right. and it, like, looks different and all of the, yeah. all of the stuff is different. So it's just, like, it can be overwhelming because when you're researching this on your own, every DAW is going to advertise that they do everything. Right. You know what and, I mean? <laughs> and sometimes it makes me think it's one of those things where it's actually too much. Um, even though I know logic, I don't know everything about logic. And sometimes I think, Hey, would I make better music if I just went to my piano or just played my mandolin and didn't touch the computer? Cause sometimes when I put things down and then interact with it that way, there's just a whole different set of decisions and focuses. Foci? <laughs> I always do that one. <laughs> <Foci>? <laughs> um, that, yeah. you know, that all these things come up in different ways. So it's interesting, like the having a DAW in the modern world, I think is essential because if you want to record something, right, it, there's no, like, I mean, you could stitch together tapes if you want. That's cool too. But, um, yeah. but also like living in the DAW isn't necessary, but there's all, the, there's a sliding scale, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, when we had this conversation with you and me about what, you know, the way that you like to make music and what you're looking for and like the music making process. I think we should keep in mind that certain DAWs do things better than others, right? And certain DAWs are sort of like geared more towards someone who likes to work in a certain way. Totally. Um, for example, if you are someone who wants to just open up a window, have a mic in front of you, press the damn button and have it record. You know, if you're that kind of person, yeah. if you're not interested in producing at all, you're like, no, get get the MIDI piano bull crap out of here. Just like only recording. Download Audacity because it's right. free. It's free. It's very simple. Uh, the 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 user bay is like very to the point, mm-hmm. and it it just records what you do. Yeah, on one don't tackle a learning curve unless you want to. Absolutely. Yeah. And if that's where you're at, if that's where you want to start, a lot of people start in Audacity just recording their, you know, acoustic guitar songs. And if you're the kind of person that wants to record a demo, send it to someone else, let's say like a producer or a recording studio. Yeah, like Audacity is all you need. You don't need, you know, Pro Tools to do that. <laughs> no need to spend it. But I think the conversation sort of gets elevated and the issue gets complicated when we start talking about you know how do you like to make music Blake like what or how would you how would you like to make music yeah I mean there's kind of a couple different answers to that um I'm somebody personally who is is very overwhelmed by all the bells and whistles I have a lot of fun with them so I like to go through and learn those things and I think oh maybe one day I'd implement that but it but when it comes to my actual creative process I think I'm at a point where that stuff 
is too dangerous. It distracts me. I think I can do it separately. Like if I think of a song and I have the whole song done, like instant cringes, like we kind of had a real base for that. Then we can go in there and we can play together. And of course with you there, like we can move smoothly through all these things. There's a lot of bells and whistles that I wouldn't know how to use. that would have caught me up in that process. Right. But for me, it's like playing with it is one thing. And then when I'm actually making something, I think the simple route is better. Like I was saying, actually just leaving the computer going to the piano and starting there and mapping it out in my head or even sketching it out. Um, and then later kind of coming and, and being in a different mode when I sit down at the DAW. It's not a creative mode. It's more of a, okay, I know how this thing's going to be arranged. Uh, I'm just going to you know mix it a little bit and, and get it all into the computer. Yeah. Well, a couple of things I want to address based on what you said. There, Ableton is built around bells and whistles. Like... <laughs> so many and i think it, it's right. it's the daw that does that the best in my opinion um it comes with so many effects and all the all of the effects that other daws have built into their system that's where ableton starts you know ableton has all of the mixing tools you need eq compression gates all the simple stuff and mm -hmm. then it goes way 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 beyond that to the point where Ableton actively hires programmers and producers to develop plugins and like really weird delay packs and mm -hmm. really like strange like auto choppers and stuff and yeah. offers those downloads through its website. And so it, there's a whole system packed into Ableton where you can go in and look at the producers doing stuff and it's incredible. Sort of, the, yeah, it's the it's math behind plugins too is just it's like really it takes a lot of different skills to get into it. Oh my god, yeah, it's something I have I do not understand how to build a plugin. <laughs> yeah, and so, okay. and so I will say something I've heard about Ableton, and maybe you can help me with this. Um, I've heard it's fast, and what I like about that is although it has lots of bells and whistles, which in some ways could be good for me, it might be a challenge at first. That's something like when I'm playing around and just want to learn about those effects or, you know, selectively use the ones that I'm familiar with that won't interrupt my creative process. I've heard it's fast to the point where it's like, okay, if I've kind of studied this little corner of Ableton, then I can come in and play around in that little corner just fine and quickly and it won't disrupt my flow. And it's designed to be quick in a way that's, uh, yeah, not going to interrupt me. Do you agree, I agree with, that? with that? Yeah, okay. I definitely agree with that. The way that, I, that I've always characterized the difference between Ableton and Logic, and by the way, I have used Logic before. I'm not completely blind to what Logic can do. Um, <laughs> I've, been, I've been like to other people's studios where they want to track stuff, um, mm -hmm. and I'll bring a hard drive full of you know tracks and upload it to their Logic session mm -hmm. um, and just sort of like import waves. So I've I've definitely like clicked around in Logic, have figured out like how to do the simple stuff like record, uh, edit, like splice and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So I'm, I definitely am very 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 much a noob when it comes to Logic, but I've used the program before, and just based on my experience, the way that I would categorize the two, Logic to me reminds me of Apple, obviously because it's an Apple product. Um, it's has user friendliness in mind first, and it's very easy to do the simple stuff. Ableton reminds me more of a PC where it's more difficult to learn how to do the basic stuff that you need to record, um, but the capabilities on a surface level go way, way deeper 
then right. let's say that of Logic. I think you could still accomplish a lot of the things that you can accomplish in Ableton in Logic. You would just have to find really unique workarounds, and it's not so it's not so easy to get really weird inside of Logic. Right. So it's almost you'd say it's more of like almost a creative tool. So this is when I go back to. Maybe I want to ask you the question too, how you compartmentalize different parts of the music making process, because there's, okay, I'm going to like, if you're just writing a melody, if that's your goal, or if it's, Hey, I have a finished song, but I want to touch it up or, Hey, I want to go in and just add a transition. Like those are all such different processes. And if you're really fluent in Ableton, it probably helps you with some of those and others. It's like, it doesn't, well, you know, if you're just writing a melody, does it matter what DAW you use? Not really. And you don't need a DAW to do that. But so, you know, at a transition, yeah. you might, you might want to specialize in some effects and kind of pick your DAW to do that task. Right. Yeah, that's right. And I think because I've been using Ableton for so long and I'd say like on the upper end of knowing stuff about Ableton, like there aren't very many things that I haven't heard of you know, or right. like there aren't very many functions of the, of the DAW that I'm not familiar with. There mm -hmm. are still parts of like little corners of Ableton that I'm like really ignorant to. Yeah. Um, like the session view, which we'll, I'm, I'm sure we'll have a conversation about, but yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, as, as far as like writing music, sometimes I will choose to, like you said, exit the computer and just like, do it analog, like use a real freaking instrument <laughs> to do it. <laughs> that's that's always a lot of fun. However, um, I think at this point, and I never used to feel like this, but at this point in my career, I definitely can sit down in Ableton and have a similar experience. And I think the the song, like I won't get frustrated or like distracted anymore. The song will take another shape because there are so many tools and the tools are just different. You know, it's like a different experience sitting in front of a screen with, you know, VST instruments totally. rather than like at a piano in a hall or something. So the song yeah. is just going to turn out different. I did not used to feel like that three or four years ago. I felt like, man, each time I try to like really get deep and write something in Ableton, I just like, it just doesn't work. I just get distracted or I start making something that just like isn't the point. It's right. like not even close to what I set out to do. It's interesting. There's kind of this point about it's focus is an overgeneralization, but we could just call it that for the sake of discussion, right? It's like the you know you have the world at your fingertips, and I think I've said this before, but it's something like you know downloading Ableton today is better than the best studio in the world ten years ago, five years ago. I forget what the ex exact number is, but um, it's something like that. It's kind Sounds of ridiculous. Right. Yeah, um, just how fast the technology's changed. Um, and I guess on that note, like we were just talking about this the other day, how it's going to keep changing too. And you can't predict the future when it comes to choosing a DAW, but we were saying, oh, I can't wait for the day when it's like a Google doc and I can just jump into your Ableton session and just drag a file from my computer right in and uh, get going on like that. That's just going to, that's going to break everything. It's going to be so fun. It is. And I, th I think there are a couple companies to watch out for when it comes to that. Um, I think studio one is something to look, to keep an eye on. Is that a DAW I too? Think, or are they just working on that particular thing? Yeah. Studio one is a DAW. Okay. Um, Reaper is also something to keep an eye out on. Those are companies that 
are very quick to integrate new technology. Ableton oh. is also a, a company that's very quick to yeah. respond to people that are, you know, reaching out to them and saying, hey, could you implement right. this feature in the next patch? They're generally pretty good about doing that. And I wonder about Logic, too, because, you know, it's part of Apple. It's this walled garden. But they do a lot of things like around devices connecting to each other and kind of having that seamless experience. Like you can put Logic on your phone, or your iPad, and take it away from the actual computer and still have those controls at your fingertips, right? Or you can make your phone like a MIDI controller, right? Just kind of fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Does does Ableton have those capabilities? I, I figure if it if it does it today, probably they're working on it. Um yeah, Ableton does have those capabilities. Oh, nice. I think Good. as far as like seamless device integration, Logic is currently the, the head. Um, mm. Ableton, I think the reason that Ableton is sort of lagging a little behind is because Ableton's whole thing is open source um, integration and technology. Right. So Ableton does have, you know, <laughs> things like Able Ableton Push, which is an Ableton specific MIDI controller that has, you know, you can control the whole DAW from this controller. It looks, well, actually it's packed, but it looks, <laughs> I packed <laughs> it, but it looks, um, I have the the off-brand version, which oh, is nice. the Novation Push, and it's just a bunch of buttons with buttons on the side, and the idea is that you can trigger, um, like, scenes and, like, live loops from the device, That's as well cool. as, like, use it as a MIDI controller, like a beat pad. Uh, you can use it as a piano if you want, although it's not, really all that well organized. But the idea is that if you have any MIDI device, Ableton makes it very easy to customize that device. Yeah. Um, to say like, okay, I want this button to control the recording and I want this knob to control like the dry wet of this random thing. And it, you know, you can do that in a couple clicks. That's awesome. Which is cool. again, that speed coming back in. Um, okay. So going back to the idea of um, the learning curve, cause I think that's, a big part of it at what point is it just hey just stick with whatever DAW you know and just go deep on it because i feel like to me it's that factor the learning curve versus hey my friend marty has ableton and we work together and so i want to have ableton so i can just <laughs> send him the whole session and it's really easy <laughs> yeah instead of sending stems well it it sort of depends on again the way that you like to create stuff and what, and what you're interested in exploring in the future. And I think Ableton is really good at doing live sessions yourself first. That's sort of what they originally built their DAW around. Oh, wow. Is, you know, performing live by yourself, um, like triggering loops, you know, integrating technology on stage in a seamless, like, low latency way. Yeah. That, if you are at all interested in doing that, you should download Ableton and you should invest your time into that. Um, 100%. Hmm. The secondary thing is if you are at all, um, a producer who is interested in weird and really, really warping sounds and downloading like new strange plugins, new strange instruments and having full control over sort of the creative process inside the technology. Right. So if you ever a person that's like, Ooh, I wonder what would it what it would sound like if I like fed an LFO signal into the into the like time delay of this new delay plugin that someone made. If that's the way that you like to create music and the way that you like to think, 
if you're experimental and exploratory in that way, Ableton does that really well. So that's a little bit more like technical production heavy or maybe even sound design heavy. Like that space is fluent in Ableton. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And if you, whereas if you are a person that's like, that's not important to me at all. The things that you just said, what's important to me is having a really easy, seamless program to where I can translate the ideas that I'm making out in the real world and put them in the computer and immortalize it. Like I, I have all of these ideas. I have all of these instruments. Mm-hmm. I have the occasional like desire to do MIDI stuff um, and use like a really cool VST synth, but that's only because I don't own a Juno. <laughs> you know, if that's more you, if you are very like heavily involved in the physical music making world, and you need something that does recording and editing really well and makes it really easy to do that at the at the touch of a button then i think logic is the better daw and will continue to be the better the better daw for that application yeah yeah because there's something to be said about like you're saying we're kind of circling here but going back to that focus piece you know if you're trying to focus on the content outside which is sounds like is a little bit more of my style although i can't resist like i want to get into the sound design stuff as well it's so fun it's just not integrated into my creative flow so then then there's a catch-22 of hey do i get into that stuff and sort of purposely ignore it for a while uh, but just learn it on the side so i can eventually integrate it into my creative flow or do i just sort of stay in the logic world or even like you could even strategically downgrade to audacity or something just to really focus on the physical the physical world as we're calling it it's kind of an interesting like discussion about how you shape your your creative flow, really. Yeah, it is. And that's not to say that you couldn't decide, hey, I, I kind of want to switch things up. The way that I usually make music is just uh, like guitar focused. And then I like right. track everything around it. And it, I'm thinking very much in like a band setting. Right. Um, you know, I think if I had done more of like a band thing in high school i may have been a logic producer you know and there are (laughs) by the way there are tons of people who used logic starting out and learned to do crazy sound design stuff in logic yeah it's doable it's just not yeah the same (laughs) it's not as easy for a beginner to accomplish that in right you know right um but if if you come from that background and you decided, you know, I kind of want to start experimenting with the weird side of sound design or start started to make like very strange, you know, Foley packs and explore that area of music making. There's no reason that you can't have Ableton 2 and try it out and see what's up. True, um, yeah. And the opposite exists too. Like if you're, if you're mainly a looper, if you do Ableton or FL Studio and you're like, I kind of want to just be forced to write stuff with real instruments and yeah. just have an easy tracking experience. Um, just none of the bells and I don't, I'm not interested in the bells and whistles anymore. Yeah, and Logic is a fine switch too. And you know, it's funny that you say that because I'm kind of falling in love with this concept that we keep bringing up where it's like, hey, if you want to switch something up, here's some, like, for example, that I can't play piano episode that we did a couple weeks back now. Like you were saying, hey, you don't need to play piano. You can MIDI lock and only play the black keys and be in any key that you want using a DAW. Like a ma- like the power is crazy. You don't have to memorize any scales. You can just do that. Like that's so cool. But at the same time, that's a cool trick. 
but it's also a new way of thinking. Like if you're a piano player and you're used to how the different scales feel in your fingers and the tendencies that you have, by actually in the DAW transposing that scale, you're kind of putting yourself in a new creative zone. And you could even go a step further and say, hey, I'm not going to play the piano at all. I'm just going to drag around the notes in the DAW. And that just like yeah. completely changes your creative process. You're just like you're forcing yourself into a, a new medium, but you're familiar with it because it's all music. So it's oh, just yeah. a cool concept of like, hey, today I'm gonna try this dot. Hey, I'm I'm gonna try that dot tomorrow and see what happens. Yep. Yeah, and it the the way that you start to think inside of a DAW like Ableton is, oh, I can MIDI lock a scale. What would happen if I like clicked around and made just like a really funky scale and then just on random keyboard stuff what would happen like that's the way that you think in Ableton yeah you know and that might be distracting that might distract <laughs> you from this crazy song that you're about to write and that might not be productive yeah <laughs> you know totally you definitely you're definitely thinking less about like is this chord right or is this lyric appropriate here yeah in Ableton like no 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 doubt hmm <laughs> Well, fascinating. I feel like that's that's pretty much all the good information you need um, to make. I mean, there's other DAWs out there. I've tried Pro Tools before. My understanding is it's a little bit more of a kind of like recording focused, like live or like studio focused DAW. Is well, that about right? Yeah. So Pro Tools, <laughs> like that's the industry standard. So you're not <laughs> a real musician. Yeah. <laughs> Pro Tools, uh, it's perfect. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Pro Tools. It's immaculate. They don't even need to update anything. And they don't. <laughs> is that how perfect it is? It's just you can keep the same everything. and. Uh... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I've always said this. Um, if you're a real engineer, um, a DAW should always be as difficult to use and as buggy as possible. That's how you do your vacant art. Yeah. You're so, not an expert until you know <laughs> you know exactly when it'll <laughs> lag. <laughs> oh yeah. If your session doesn't crash twice, um, you're not you're not making music. You know? <laughs> well, that's a beautiful thing. Uh <laughs> I hope I didn't show my cards too hard. <laughs> Pro Tools well it's funny because I took an audio production class in high school and they used Pro Tools for it, and they had like all studio set up with the college there and everything, and it was, it was cool. It was like I, you know, was, I was using GarageBand at the time, so it was a crazy like, oh my god, yeah. real studio. I'm bringing my band in here. I'm in high school. I'm awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I remember using Pro Tools and being like, whoa, this is this is crazy. This is hard. Uh, and that's kind of I think that's kind of why I stuck with going from GarageBand to Logic is just because, hey, I know that and just keep on keeping on. Um, but yeah, I have this, uh, as the more we do this podcast, actually, the more I get eager to really dive into the sound design, like heavy production part, not necessarily to implement it into my music, but just to know it and to have fun with it. Because um, it sounds super fun. <laughs> and we talk about it all the time and it is super fun. It you is know? super fun. Um, and like, it doesn't. You don't even have to be making music seriously. You can just want to be in Ableton and and mess around, yeah. and like make crazy sounds happen. It's it is really fun. So I made that sample pack a while back, and I forgot to send it to you. I need to do that. But I went under my piano and I um, 
held down the harmonics on the strings. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to the harmonics series episode. But I held down those harmonics on the strings and recorded them. And then I made that into this like five different sample packs, um, kind of varying how I took the pitch of the string, all this stuff. I need to send it to you because that was like a very fun, creative afternoon for me, making all those decisions. Hey, which notes do I include? Hey, do I like how this one sounds? That one sounds. I didn't make any music. I just made an instrument. And then I, I brought it into the DAW, and then there's a bunch more decisions in the DAW. Do I want it to be pitched just like a normal keyboard? Do I want it to be all over the map? Do I want to add reverb? Like, all these decisions, right? And just making making that was so fun. I've been seeing on TikTok, there's drummers who just play super clean, tight beats, and they have really nice EQ'd and like really well-miked drums. And they just put them out there as loops, and that's their creative process. Um, and... It's just like, that's crazy. Like, you don't have to make music to have a creative process. You can just make content in a way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so true. I, I also do want to come clean and say that I, I am also pretty versatile um, or well-versed in Pro Tools. So when I, <laughs> when, when I knock on Pro Tools, <laughs> someone that uses Pro Tools for his job, you know, I like I work uh, yeah. in a recording studio. I oh, use, they use Pro Tools there? Yeah, yeah, our Makes studio sense. uses Pro Tools. And there are things that Pro Tools is the best at in the industry, oh. you know? None of them are solo artist-centered or bedroom producer-centered. They're Like, if you're a bedroom mm. producer, you will not find something uh, that Pro Tools does better than right. Logic or Ableton. If you are a high-volume um high hardware using recording studio chances are you are in a completely different world than most of our listeners <laughs> you know what i mean so that's i think that's why pro tools isn't necessarily part of the conversation right now i see um, but we can have a conversation about what pro tools does well it's just not all that applicable to like people like you and me sitting in their rooms making music yeah. yeah. Bedroom produce is a great term. And I, it does seem Pro Tools is sort of advertised towards that more professional setting. Um, so yeah, what you're saying makes sense there. Yeah. And that's not to say that bedroom producer means bad music or amateur music. Um, yeah. Most, most like most pop music that's top 40 right now is made by bedroom producers. <laughs> Taking yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. And has been for like 10 years now. Yeah. Partly because the technology, I think, but also, yeah, there's just everyone has amazing studios at their fingertips. <laughs> bedroom bedroom producers do, and it's yeah, crazy. It's sweet. It is sweet. Well, Blake, we're running out of time. I don't know if there's anything else that you had that you were curious about. You know, that kind of centers the debate for me. Um, and then the other part of it is locked up in, you know... <laughs> price and the computer I buy and then the software that comes with it. So there's that whole discussion, which is not that interesting. I think I'll just take that one offline. Um, but yeah, that, that helps me answer my question. It's really just to me that sound design production heavy aspect. I want to dive into that. Maybe a little bit of the speed aspect of Ableton, or do I want to stay with what I know and keep my focus, uh, in the quote unquote physical world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love all the terms we're making up as we go. Physical world production. Physi the or, physical world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a bedroom producer, but I'm like a physical world artist, not necessarily like a a dog guy, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> K 
Keep it analog. Don't don't mess with all this digital mumbo jumbo. But uh, honestly, I can't not because it sounds awesome. Like just some of the things, the lightest little things that you did in the Instant Cringes workshop that we were working on. Just oh, it makes it tickles my ears. I love it. Oh, thanks, man. It's amazing. It's, it's a fun dot, and everything's a fun dot if you know how to use it. Yeah. You know. At the end of the day, it is just a toy. <laughs> It's just a tool. It's a very important tool. Yeah. It's the tool um, for for anyone looking to record anything. Yeah. But, yeah, it is just a tool. All right. Well, another tool in the tune shed. I guess let's wrap it up for today. Much love to everybody listening. Uh, shoot us an email at thetuneshedpodcast at gmail.com if you want. And also check us out on uh, Instagram and TikTok. We're trying to hang out in the social media world. Um yeah hope to see you around much love everybody bye bye